Welcome to the Healthy Team, Healthy Business Podcast, where each episode we discuss ways to improve the health of the team that makes up your business and ultimately helps improve your business. We'll discuss mind, body, spirit, and finance as the foundation of building this healthy team. Today we're going to talk about a really enjoyable and to me a pretty fun topic of how do you start broaching the topic or the subject of a healthier lifestyle. So today, Josh, do you mind sharing with us uh, how you're broaching the subject of health with your team here at Winchester Metals? Yeah, we, um, we've taken the approach <clears throat> of trying to be educational <clears throat> and not, um, not an individual approach. So what I've been doing with our teams is um, I offer a once monthly, basically seminar on a, on a nutrition topic and we, and we kind of throw it out there as it's voluntary. Um, they can come in if they want and sit through a 20 or 30 minute kind of presentation on a nu- nutrition or health topic that we've chosen um, that I've, you know, I put in the research and put that together for them and they can take with that and do it and do with it what they want. So to me, that's kind of been the most sort of non-confrontational way to kind of open that door. Uh, I think that's one of the things we've talked about is like, how do you, how do you open that door? How do you, uh, how do you do that without turning somebody off? Because our goal and our, and a goal I'll think of our listeners is we just want our people to be healthy, happy, productive citizens. Um, but there's, <clears throat> there's a, there's a path to get there yeah. and how do you, how do you start down that path? So, um, I'll share a story that I think is a, is kind of a good way to get into why you might want to find a way to broach these topics. And that is we had an employee who, who for, I don't know how many years was a smoker or rather heavy, heavy smoker, um, quit smoking when he had, uh, had to have knee surgery of some kind and he quit smoking. So praised him, praised him for that. Like crazy. He, he, um, was able to quit smoking permanently. But after a while, noticed that he was um, he must replace smoking with snacking mm-hmm. because it was obvious that he was starting to put on some weight. And you know, David, you and I have been down this kind of health health rabbit hole, and so you start noticing things when you when your eyes are different than they mm-hmm. used to be, right? Um, you can kind of look at somebody and and tell if they're healthy or not. And this guy obviously was going down a bad path, but. I never felt comfortable pulling him to the side and saying to him, I'm still glad you quit smoking, you know, but it looks like you picked up a few pounds. Have you, have you thought about addressing that? I don't know how that would have been taken. I don't know what, what the reaction would have been. I don't know what my rights are necessarily as an owner to even broach that subject. So I never did. Well, um, he ended up having a, a heart attack and almost perished since then. Um, He's lost 110 pounds so far in a year. And he looks like a different person. He had to get a new driver's license. <laughs> uh, we've had to change his uniforms two or three times. <clears throat> um, he just came in the other day and asked him if I could, would I be willing to buy him a new winter jacket? Because his 3X winter jacket won't fit him anymore, obviously. Gladly. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm glad to write that check. So yeah, that story kind of has a happy ending. It, it, may, it may not have otherwise. But. I think it's a good intro to this topic of, you know, what would have been the appropriate way for me to have, have said something to that guy, you know, in a non-threatening way that would have allowed him and I to start a conversation to, um, to open the door to maybe finding a way to, 
you know, guide him towards some healthier choices before something really bad happened. Um, now that's kind of an extreme example, I guess, but you know, there are other things that you and I notice with employees and I think employees probably know about themselves that they could or would change. But, you know, me offering these classes or you doing some of the stuff hopefully you can talk about, um, is an intro, but you know, is that the only way? Is that the best way? I, I think we're, you're not looking for answers to that as much as we're talking yeah. about it. Yeah, no, definitely. And that's what I remember t- today, is Saturday morning. And so yesterday, Friday afternoon at work, I mean, talking with a team member as well at, at Signet and I asked them what they were going to do. And I, well, I'm getting a, get a 12 pack on the ride home. I'll crush that 12 pack tonight. And I just, <laughs> you know, not that I haven't done that same thing multiple times myself, but you know, just wanted to think to them, how do I say something to them without coming off as a jerk that you are just destroying your body and that continuous repetition or repetitiveness of I mean, every single day, I'm going to drink that or every single weekend. So I mean, these, these events happen that we can, we can talk to people on our teams all the time. Just how do you do it? And to me, I think a lot back to being a parent and you're not going to allow your kid to just do whatever that negative behavior is all the time. You care about your kid to the utmost and you want them to, to be healthy and thriving. Well, we care the same thing about our teams here. And, you know, so I think it's really, really, to me, it's all about how you come across doing that. Now, it's not easy because a lot of times things are very emotional. There's an emotional attachment to the food. There's an emotional attachment to the whatever that negative behavior is. So being able to talk about it. But like you said, that's the thing that we're both trying to kind of figure out the answers to and continue to, to try on a daily basis. So, yeah, you know, um, and you and I were talking before we got started about um, there's a, there's a stigma to being healthy, and there's a stigma to just doing what you want to do, right? Yeah. So, um, so that your employee that you're talking about that you know is going to go snag a twelve pack of brews and go home, um, that's that's way more common than someone who goes home and goes for a run and drinks mineral water, yeah. right? <laughs> and um, but now, which one of those people is going to have healthier outcomes? Which one of those people is going to not go to the doctor very often? Which one of those people wakes up on Saturday morning feeling like they can just take on the world or whatever, whatever they want to do? And which one's kind of slow and groggy? And, you know, so there's that part of it that's, I think, something worth worth exploring. And maybe maybe you have stories, and I know I, know I do, about when you make these choices and you put them out there in, in the public realm, of, of a healthy lifestyle, which again, the more I've gone down this path over the last couple of years, I realized health is how we're supposed to be. It's the natural state of, of humans, um, and, and all species really. And that unhealth or unhealthy things are actually not natural. That's not how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And I, I really think that people have to wrap their head around that. But I, I can remember when I first started this process with our employees, um, trying to recruit people to come to these seminars I was doing. Yeah. You know, some of them, I don't think wanted to do it because their coworkers would think differently of them or wonder what they were doing in there. What do you know? Does that mean when we go to break time, you're not going to eat yeah, you're not something like McDonald's with me anymore? Yeah. We're not going to ride, you know, ride the road together and get a $5, you know, crap filled meal together. Um, because those things are important to people. Oh, yeah. I get that. Yeah. You know, it's a camaraderie thing, and I, I totally get that. I and mean, that guy, when he goes and drinks his beer, he might not be doing that alone. 
maybe he's got a couple of buddies that who are cherished important people in his life that he drinks beer with and they love that and yeah. there's memories they create they might be kind of foggy memories <laughs> but that you know that's a, so that's an important thing to them so you don't want to totally squash that but maybe there's a different way to do it so yeah i've gotten that before um you and i were just talking about you know parties and going to different things and how you know oh you're probably not going to eat this because you're healthy you know when they slam a piece of cake or you know freshly made apple pie in front of you or something yeah. like that and you you have to figure out a way to um prepare people for that stigma because there's for some reason being healthy is almost like a negative uh, for some people. And I don't, I don't know if I understand why that is, but it's, I think it's very real. Well, I think some of that's like probably jealousy and just, uh, you know, cause it does require some discipline. It does require yeah. some type of, you know, education to, to understand more about how, how it all works. But I think that's where I just keep coming back to kind of that same thing I was saying with kids. And if my son questions me on, well, why are you doing it that way? You know, maybe it is the first inclination is to get upset. So the same thing is here's the piece of cake and you don't want it, Josh, is to get now offensive when they, you know, because you're all healthy or what, you're too good for my piece of cake and <laughs> not to in turn get upset with them. But uh, then maybe take that again as an education time and I can try to share some knowledge with you. And then just keep trying to fine tune that approach. You know, how do I respond now back to that person and kind of running through those different things through your head? You know, how can I respond to that lady with the 12 pack or man with the 12 pack? How do I respond to that cake incident? Um, so one thing that we've been trying at Signet, we've been doing is we do a meeting every single morning for, for the last 10 years or so we've been doing that. Um, so we try to a lot of the times to address some of these different topics as a general um, approach as opposed to just singling one person out and singling somebody out and just saying, Hey, maybe you shouldn't eat that. Or maybe we should look at your finances. We try to overall talk about the topic of health or finance or mind, uh, at our morning meetings and kind of do an overall general uh, approach and education to try to share with our team so that it's not maybe singling somebody out and making them feel uncomfortable. So we've had some pretty good success with, with that. And that, again, it allows the person now to ideally come up to you and seek additional guidance or advice after the the fact. Um, it still doesn't, you know, address everybody. Uh, you still maybe have 40% that are starting to, to sway in the direction or 50. But, you know, that's why I'm now trying to kind of look at how do you get to that other 50% that's maybe not as uh, willing to, to kind of try new things and change their mindset. So, yeah, it seems like a lot of times with these programs, the, the people you want to touch are the ones that don't participate. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're either so dug in, uh, they think they're beyond help or again, not, they don't want to, they have something in their mind that's preventing them somehow from being a part of that. You know, um, I think a, a couple of our folks, um, I think they think they're going to come to my little seminars and, walk out with me saying, you know, you, if you don't give up your beer and your, um, mashed potatoes and whatever, um, then, you know, I'm not going to love you anymore. Whatever. Yeah. You know, I, that's an extreme example, but I, I don't think that if they already have that in their head, that's a huge hurdle for me to try to get over as an untrained, I'm not, a, I'm not a trained like psychologist or any of that kind of stuff. So, I think just breaking down that barrier and having that discussion, um, initiating that discussion yeah. is the is the really hard part. And you know, it's not any different than approaching someone 
Um, you know, you and I both in, in business, you know, have to have to talk to customers, possibly prospective customers. Um, we're both married. At some point we had to ask a girl out, you know, there's, so you have, there's some way you have to figure out a way to start conversations with people that could be maybe other uncomfortable or with people that, you know, already have a barrier up that you're going to have to find a way to break down. I guess there's a way to do it for some reason with health. Um, people have their mindset around the choices they make and it's, it's, is it as dug in as a lot of other like really big topics mm-hmm. like politics or religion or mm-hmm. anything else. So it's, it's really tough. And I think the other thing with health is they don't want to be, feel like they're being, um, uh, singled out or whatever because of the way they look or because of, um, anything that's any you know, physical symptoms they may have. Um, they don't want to have, have to say that out loud or admit to the, yeah. even to themselves, I think that that's going on. And, um, or I guess the third thing uh, is, uh, their doctor never told them yeah, that's a they one. should do that. And I, that's really upsetting. <clears throat> and that maybe that's another episode. <laughs> yeah. But, um, well, my doctor says I'm perfectly fine. Yeah. So they just don't do anything else. Yeah. Well, what is fine? Is fine healthy? Is fine optimal? Mm-hmm. Or is fine you're surviving? Yeah. You know, I think that's the thing that we, we are looking at, you know, in, in our business. Do you want your business to be an okay business? You know, you wouldn't be in business if that's what you wanted. No, you want your business to be as best as it possibly can, you know, to be the best in your industry, best in this region, whatever it is, you you don't want to, you wouldn't be an entrepreneur in business for yourself if you just wanted to be mediocre. Yeah. There's nobody like that. So I think that's part of it. So maybe it's a mindset thing that we have to kind of train people on too is, you know, do you want your body to just get you from point A to point B and be glad you made it? Or do you want to re- feel really good getting from point A to point B and be ready to go to C and D whenever at a moment's notice? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think those are all really good points. And I think that also is kind of what are your rights as a business owner in regards to broaching these topics? And that's what I kind of also will, you know, I have to kind of be cognizant of or aware of when I'm talking to somebody. Am I stepping over my bounds or am I, am I being uh, too forceful? Mm-hmm. You know, again, that to me, and I know you agree, is we do also have the freedoms to choose. And that's what life is all about. And being an American is all about is you've got the freedom. If you want to eat ho-hos every single day, then eat ho-hos. But I'm going to at least try to explain to you the process. I'd like to, again, it's more of I look at it as I'm your friend and you're your coworker. And if I saw my son eating ho-hos every day, I'd want to try to advise him that that's probably not the most nutritiously dense meal that you're going to find. <laughs> so why would I do any different with my team? Yeah. But what are your rights and what is something that, you know, you just, I guess, being aware of the aspect that you, you know, Hey, you're fat. We need to discuss it. Yeah. It's probably not going to be uh, <laughs> well received or uh, probably your, your last conversation with your teammates. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting you bring that up in this current environment. So here we are, this yeah. is, um, you know, early July, 2021 when um, it's hard to hire anybody to do anything right now. I don't care what you're paying or um, what the job is. You know, there just aren't people that are filling jobs right now. So you run the risk of saying something to somebody who then decides, I'm not going to work here anymore because that guy just insulted me. Um, Now you've lost possibly a key employee 
or every employee is really key, but yeah, yeah. especially in times like this where you can't just, re, it's not just a replaceable person. Yeah. So a skilled position, you know, like some of your technicians and definitely some of ours, you know, they don't grow on trees. You got to, you bring them in, you train them for months and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's a relationship there that's deeper um, than, than just, you know, a number. Yeah. And so you have to really be careful about that. But, to, you know, at the same time, we got to make sure that these people understand you know, their health is definitely a concern of ours because we want them to keep doing their job and, until they reach retirement age. Yeah. You know, that's the goal when you hire anybody. So I don't know, um, have you ever thought about, we haven't yet, but I think we're going to start talking about it, is including health discussions or health questions in the interview process. Um, you know, I think there's probably a way legally and ethically to do that and at least broach the topic. Um, you wouldn't want to maybe make that final decision on that, but I think it should be something that the person's aware of. Yeah. Yeah, no. And that's, I mean, we do, we don't talk directly about health, but I kind of try to touch it on an overall topic on how is your, what is your ability to kind of adapt and change or to okay. think differently? And what I kind of just liken it back to again is, is the lean aspect is continuous improvement. So I tell them that we're going to challenge you on a daily basis and ask you to be willing to change whatever it is that we're doing. And it's, you know, I mean, again, the, the way in which we do so many different things in life is constantly evolving. It's improving. So are you willing to improve the way in which we manufacture? Are you willing to change the, your outside lifestyle slightly? So we will well, ask them that and, and ensure that they're willing and understanding that we're going to ask them to do that. And it, again, it, it's only in our opinion is to, to try to help you and in, inside of work as well as outside of work. But yeah, we, we convey that. I convey that every single time. Okay, good. Yeah. I, I think that's something we're going to have to start thinking about too, because, um, I've been discouraged over the years that I still see when we hire young people, you know, that they smoke, mm-hmm. for example. Um, I kind of, I don't know why I just kind of thought that over time smoking would just kind of go, go away, especially yeah. that younger generation it didn't seem like it was attractive anymore, but it's, it's still pretty prevalent. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised by that. Um, obviously, based on some of your discussions, you know, um, alcohol is not going away anywhere and it's not going to go away anytime soon. We're now all faced, you know, now in Virginia, they're working on the marijuana legalization stuff. So we're going to be faced with some of that stuff and how do we handle that. And um, so all those are choices that people make, uh, legal or illegal, doesn't really matter, that um, they can decide on what to put in their body when they're not at work. Um, and I think, you know, trying to talk to them about that, how do we make that part of their part of the culture of our company that um you know health is something we talk about openly and honestly and we have you know if we don't have the expertise in house we'll go seek it and bring it in for you um but getting people to understand that you know we're doing that because we care about them yeah and ultimately want them to be you know again like i said happy healthy productive citizens is what we want i think the, the cool part about that is if we can impact someone or two people here um, in our companies that, you know, maybe they take that home mm-hmm. and maybe they, maybe they're um, them and their spouse go on a journey together or their kids, yeah. like you've just talked about with your kids, or um, we can, you know, you could develop a challenge kind of thing with your coworker. Maybe you try something, uh, you know, whether it's weight loss or a step contest or yeah. whatever it is. But um, I think any of those things are great opportunities to, talk to do that the, the trouble i think we keep coming back to is 
that initial conversation. Like, what does that initial conversation look like? Do we, you know, do we do like what you and I are doing where you're kind of in a group setting yeah. somewhat where you're, you're bringing these topics up. You're not singling anyone out, but I think because we care when you see someone that's obviously suffering, um, you do really want to intervene. I yeah. think, you know, I think it maybe it's some of it's human nature, but as an employer, there's a, there's a fine line you have to walk there. Yeah. How do you do that without again without alienating that person? Yeah. I mean, and that's where I know, like you said, we're both not psychologists, but we both are constantly evaluating those different things and, and kind of trying to fine tune that. And, uh, we welcome anybody's input or any other uh, thoughts on the, on how they broach the topic with their team members. But, I think that's where, you know, each time you do that, you talk to somebody and then evaluate how did that just go over and what would I change? And that's, you know, what you and I both do each time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think just the tone of the voice and, and how you're coming across and are you coming across as somebody that's caring and compassionate or are you coming across as just a know-it-all jackass? That, <laughs> you know, and, and so I think it, it can, it definitely is challenging because like you said, you see that and the person saying they're waking up with their feet hurting every single day. Well, what'd you eat last night? Well, I had six Budweiser's and a cheeseburger. Well, yeah. <laughs> that might be part of your problem. Let's, <laughs> let's start there. So being able to, you know, convey that, but in a nice manner and, and again, respectfully, it's, it's definitely, it's really hard. Yeah, I agree with you. And it's, uh, it's, it's not something that's a com- in a comfort zone for most people, you know, and, and I don't think, um, I don't think we get a lot of support really from the larger medical community. But again, because there are pharmaceutical interventions or ways that they can say, well, this person's got this issue, but if I just, you know, hand this pill. Yeah. And so if we were to, let's say you and I were, were to find a successful way to talk to somebody that, you know, maybe could use a little bit of guidance. They'll say, well, I'm on, I'm on pills for that. My, my doctor says my heart's fine or something yeah. like that. Okay. So I'm not a doctor. Yeah. Uh, so you're not probably not going to listen to me. You know, did I just totally close the door on that forever? Um, it's just a really tough, it's a really tough spot. And I think that's a good one right there. Like, how do you handle that question of, well, my doctor told me. Yeah. And I, cause that, I mean, I know I got that one last week. My doctor told me this and I just stopped right away because I wasn't quite sure what to, to say back <laughs> to him. It was a very kind of touchy topic. Um, so I stopped, but I think to me personally, though, that's also kind of some growth for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, cause usually I just can't control myself and I have to say something, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's not good leadership also. So you got to do a little self-evaluation and say, maybe it's best in this particular situation to keep your mouth shut. And, uh, yeah. but then go back and just think about it. You know, how do I maybe, maybe it's just, again, you don't have to say something at every single time. A good leader once told me like, does, do I have to say this now? Does it have to be said by me? And, you know, maybe it's also then looking at it like that. You know, and maybe it's talking to one of their really close coworkers. Maybe it's talking with them at a different point in time and giving them something, uh, you know, a book to read on the subject matter or, again, just, just thinking about your approach. So, you know, you don't always have to say something. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think that's good. Yeah, control of the mouth is an important. <laughs> it's a hard one. Is <laughs> that well because you didn't get where you got where you are <clears throat> by being silent? You know, it's, that's just how kind of leaders end up finding their way to where they are. Um, you you speak out. You you have yeah. talents and skills, and and you make them known. 
but at the same time, yeah, when it's when it's out of your area of expertise, um, sometimes and and in in the subject, particularly subject of health, again, it's such a dogmatic thing. Yeah. It goes because it's it's tied, you know, it's tied to your upbringing. You know, well, my mom ate this way. Yeah, yeah. My mom made this stuff. My grandmother made this um, this way, and I, I I love it. I'm gonna keep eating that. She lived to 85. Yeah, I'm gonna keep. You know, I'm gonna keep doing this because I love drinking beer with my buddies or whatever those things are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think all that stuff is is weaved in there uh, that you have to understand if you're going to broach this topic with somebody, all that stuff's coming with it. Yeah. You know, it's not just it appears that you're making unhealthy choices. Do you think I could talk to you a little bit about that? It's really not that simple. Mm-hmm. That sounds very non-confrontational and nice and easy, but when you factor in, and I, you know, I, I do this as a as a health coach too, when I talk to people, you know, I get into that with them because they've asked me that's specifically asked me to help yeah. them with that. And so I'm, I'm, they've kind of opened the door, but the stuff you hear from people about why they've over the years made the choices they've made nutritionally or health wise, you know, you realize it's a whole big thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and kind of like, you know, when somebody comes in and it looks like they had a bad day the day before or something, you have no idea. It's just like anything else. Yeah. Maybe they were in a car wreck. Yeah. You know, maybe their grandmother died. I mean, there's all these things that you don't know about and you walk in like, you don't seem like you're yourself today. Can you, you know, step up your game a little bit? We really got to do better today. And they, they lose it or yeah. whatever. Same, you know, so that baggage though with health and nutrition is carried all the time. Mm-hmm. It's always present. So I think we have to just be really careful about that. And I think you and I both would love any of our listeners to, um, you know, track us down on our, um, our social media contacts or wherever and say, let us know what you've tried. Let us know what you've implemented. Let us know your successes and your failures so that our community as a whole can maybe do better and find ways to, you know, do a better job for that in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely let us know. Cause I'm, I know you and I are always trying to fix that and improve that. And it's the, to me, it, it all stems from this topic Yeah, because you know, we're going to talk about mind, body and spirit and finance but if you can't broach it, then it doesn't matter how knowledgeable you are in those four different topics and how much you care and all the other things. If you come off as a you know, self-serving or whatever the different things are that you could come off as a leader in those topics, then it doesn't matter. It's dead. Yeah. All those things will fail. I, I totally agree. And it's, um, it's not something you want to come off as like, you know, shoving it down somebody's throat either. It's gotta be, you know, these things have to be choices that yeah. people make, um, give, but give, give them the correct information to, to be able to make those choices. I think it's good. Well, I know we'd like to close with uh, updates on anything, you know, personally we have. So um, you wouldn't know this, so I'll, I'll just put it out there. So my piano, my piano adventure, um, it makes you cringe every time I talk about it. Um, so we, did, we just went on vacation and um, the house we rented had this old Steinway piano, grand piano in the house, which uh, you know, when you go to rent a beach house, you don't expect to find something like that. But I mean, this thing was, I don't know how old it was. I honestly, I don't know that some of the keys, like the part top part of some of the keys was actually worn off. Mm. I mean, this thing was old. So, you know, in my house, all I have is a little electronic keyboard. That's basically what my daughter and I are taking our lessons on is this electronic keyboard. So we, neither of us have ever played an actual big grand piano like that. So while we're on vacation, we, you know, we got to practice on that thing, which is you know, different sounds, different feel. Um, that kind of stuff. So it was really kind of a cool kind of bonus for our, our rental house, which was really wild. I, if that was my property, I would have like 
you know, a rope around a thing or kick because you don't know who's running your house. Um, but they freely let you just come in there and hop on that thing and play. So it was really a look forward to Josh Phelps playing at the Kennedy Center. <laughs> Give me a couple more years. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Anything happened at the homestead, man? Yeah. So kind of in the same topic of how do you broach, uh, you know, these conversations with your team members. Uh, my wife and I are putting together a chicken coop right now. Okay. And like most of these things, it'll tell you how many hours it takes to put together. And <laughs> got to double it. Yeah, yeah, double to triple when you involve Dave. Um, but to me, it, it, you know, it stresses myself out to the max. I don't like when things don't work, but I think that's where you you can really do a lot of good self examination and, and look at how you are as a leader. So my wife and I are trying to put it together and. You know, little spats are happening here and there on something not working and having to take it all back apart or whatever. But so we've been working on that, trying to get our chickens up and running, um, getting the coop uh, up and the run up and things like that. But uh, so it's been a lot of fun, but it's also been a lot of uh, how do we continue <laughs> to improve our relationship and, and deal with stressful things like that. That should take six hours and take 16 and it's yeah. still not done. Hey, man, I've been down those roads. Um, now, are you guys, your chicken uh, plans, is that going to be eggs and meat or just no, eggs? Just eggs. Okay. For starting, we're going to do uh, eggs. Okay. Um, eggs only. Okay. So, yeah. Good. Yep. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, it's very popular right now. Man, yeah. I don't know how many employees we have that have, you know, backyard chickens. Anywhere yeah. from six to one guy has, I think, 40 or 50. So, well, and that's part of why I'd like to do it is, you know, is for us to do the homesteading was all for, you know, one, to get my family self-sustaining and self-sufficient, but then to share with others. And yeah. One, share the knowledge with those that I work with at Signet, but then ideally share the whole knowledge with the whole community and talk about chickens and talk about bees and and share the, the yields of those different things with the team at Signet and, the, again, the community. So, so yeah, no, I think it, and we're going to do a garden at Signet next year. Um, Good. The same thing behind Signet and, and allow the people to learn more about gardening and, and the different benefits as well as, again, the fruits of labor. Yeah. So Yeah, we talked about that here. I, I didn't get a lot of buy-ins, and we're going to try it again next year, I think. Um, same same kind of thing. We've, yeah. got the, we've got the property yeah. here. Why not? Yeah. And we, a lot of our people here are farmers or, you know, um, backyard gardens anyway. Maybe that's why they weren't as interested. Yeah, they, yeah we do it. I want a home. I'm not going to do the work, too. <laughs> um, so, well, cool, man. I, I think this has been an interesting episode. Yeah. I think our listeners hopefully will have uh, some good feedback for us and for our community. And we'll share that out, you know, once we get that all in and um, kind of organized. I think we'll share it back out with everybody. So. Yeah, definitely. All right. Any closing thoughts? Nope. Thanks for joining another episode. All right. Take care. We'll talk to everybody next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of Healthy Team, Healthy Business Podcast. We'd love to hear any feedback, questions, or similar experiences our listeners have had. Please email any questions to teamdudes at healthyteamhealthybusiness.net. Or you could find us on Instagram at healthyteamhealthybusiness8. Or visit our website, healthyteamhealthybusiness.net.